MSW Media. News was swearing. Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, August 2nd, 2019. Today, the Justice Department won't prosecute Comey, the Dem debates, Ratcliffe sucks already, tariffs on China, Trump rescinds military awards, the court rule on two-tiered bail system, and Roger Stone. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson Hello. and Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, good. Well, yes. Good. Me too. Yeah. August 2nd is International Beer Day. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Nice. I, wait, today what is... Oh, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, we missed this yesterday, but it's National Girlfriend's oh, Day, I think I saw. Really? Hmm. It's a Ooh. fun week, yeah. <laughs> Beer and girlfriend. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It is a fun week. It's a isn't good time. It? Yeah. Beers and girlfriends <laughs> go together like beers and girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an already set match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is exactly what it is, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. Fair enough. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, we do have a lot of news to get to today, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, guys, Trump announced today that he's imposing a 10% tariff on $300 billion in Chinese imports starting next month. Um, A lot of retailers are really upset about this. I want everyone to be clear. We pay that tax. That's what a tariff is. It's a tax on us. Uh, And Wall Street responded immediately by a Dow loss of over 200 points. The price of oil fell 8%. Caterpillar, John Deere, and Apple fell about 2%. The yield on the 10-year T-note fell to its lowest since 2016. Uh, Quote, we thought... Uh, we had a deal with China, but sadly, China decided to renegotiate a deal prior to signing a deal, whatever that means. <laughs> um, so starting, yeah, that's called negotiating a deal. Uh, right. <laughs> sadly, they changed the things before we signed it. Yeah, that's what you do. Um, you do that before you sign mm-hmm. it, uh, art of the deal. <laughs> um, so starting <laughs> September 1st, the, the U.S. will add a 10% tariff on the remaining $300 billion of goods and products coming from China into our country. This does not include the $250 billion already tariffed 25% aluminum, right? Mm-hmm. So Trump's doing that. All right. Yeah, I was listening to Marketplace today, or I guess it would have been yesterday at this point that you're hearing it. And he did the Kyra Stahl. He plays a clip of Trump saying, you know, the American people are not going to pay for this. And then he's just like, and just to fact check him on that. We do pay for it. <laughs> the American it. people pay for it. And then he didn't really expand on it. Hmm. And I think that that would be helpful for him to do that. But if people spent time correcting him and explaining why he's wrong all the time, mm-hmm. it would just hijack all of their shows. Totally. So I understand that, I guess. But that <laughs> is that is true. Very good point. But yeah. Basically, the manufacturers have to pay more to import it. They're going to pass that cost on to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I more end. want an explanation of like what numbers Trump could even possibly be pulling from to say that and then the explain why that's wrong. His yeah. butthole numbers. He's pulling them out of his ass. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all there is. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. can't. There can't be any other numbers. He's yeah. <laughs> I guess I believe behind him is always a team of people manipulating numbers, but 
Oh, I yeah. Know. I wouldn't be surprised. But Cone's gone, right? Like, that was his one guy. Maybe Wilbur Ross is there with his b- beer can saying it's only a quarter of an ounce of aluminum. <laughs> yeah, he has new guys. He's replaced Cone with one of these new goons. I'm just trying to figure out which one it is. Yeah. Yeah, and his Fed chair, who doesn't have a degree in economics, um, uh, cut rates. So, mm-hmm. so math, you know. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, when he cut rates, the interest or the Dow shot up. And then when he came out and said, no, no, this is a, an adjustment, um, we're doing it. For inflation, the Dow tanked. So it's just really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, and I really hope somebody's keeping, like, crew or Open Secrets is keeping an eye on stock sales and purchases from Trump and his friends and his family before and after these announcements are made. I'd be really Ooh, interested to Martha see that. Martha Stewart got, got like that, right? Yeah, she got got like Insider that. Insider training, yeah. Mostly for obstructing it, but oh, yeah. yeah. But he's good at that, too. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, mostly because she had her secretary change, change the email. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, Comey, because Comey was like, I didn't want to do it, but I had to. Everybody's <laughs> equal under the yeah. law, so I had to put Martha Unless Stewart you're president. in jail. She should have ran for president. Yeah. That, she was going to do that. She'd be totally fine. Yeah, I wonder she if she likes Trump. Right by. Ooh, we should have her on the show. No, I don't think so. You don't think You'd so? surprised, Roseanne. I wonder what Roseanne's... I don't know why you She does a show with Snoop Dogg. To... I just can't imagine. <laughs> she does? Yeah. She does. They're they're really good friends. Yeah, what Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. It's a cooking, cooking show, show on MTV. Yeah. Oh my God. Brownies. <laughs> what? Yeah. But then again, Scalia and like Ruth were friends too. So I think sometimes people in the yeah. opposite... Are... Yeah, it, it could be that totally. she's... Totally. Mark Meadows, Elijah Cummings. Yeah, yeah. All Which is cute. It'd be fun sitcoms, the odd couples. Yeah. Yeah, Carvel and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so you should really check out the Martha Stewart Snoop Dogg show. It's adorable. Yeah, I'll send you a clip. Um, let's see. Also this week, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Bone Spurs is taking away military awards. Jaleesa, what's going on? Yeah, so today we learned that Trump is being an even bigger dick than usual. Specifically, he's taking away the medals that were given to prosecutors who went after <laughs> Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. These lawyers were given the award for their, quote, noteworthy accomplishments, despite the fact that they lost the case. Uh, Trump tweeted, I have directed the Secretary of the Navy, Richard Spencer, and Chief of Naval Operations, John Richardson, to immediately withdraw and rescind the awards. So basically, Trump's so mad at these lawyers because apparently it's uh, they gave immunity to one of their key witnesses who testified that Gallagher murdered the the teenage boy that was with ISIS. Was that the medic guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the medic is the one who I guess technically did it, which is why the case was lost. But um, yeah, Gallagher was the one who I think initially hurt him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but the doctor ended up actually killing him. But uh, technicalities. So it's just you know I think injustice. But Trump supporting it. So once again, he is uh, basically pro murder and anti-accountability <laughs> and it's working out for him only this time he's actively punishing his opponents for seeking accountability basically it sucks it's a win for him and it's his messed agenda. up yeah, yeah, and, yeah and there's really nothing you can do about it you know no. it's he's the commander-in-chief yeah just you know these very are, scary these are awards that the prosecutors got for their prosecution exactly just for trying huh yeah i didn't know they gave out awards for those things yeah it's interesting it depends i mean that you get all kinds of awards yeah. for yeah, just having like a clean room, upholding the ethics of the military, or something. Not, yeah, or... not being a dickhead for two years in a row. Basically, you know, you yeah, get, yeah. You get a medal for that. <laughs> I think that I wasn't a dick for two years. Medal, um, right? It, 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 you get this little stripe for every year. It's, it's a thing. They yeah, 
But Trump thinks that their whole case was bullshit, basically, and, and he's he's really mad about the immunity thing. It's like he has something against lawyers that use the immunity, even mm. though he does that a lot. It's Interesting. Very, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how flippers it shouldn't flip, it mm-hmm. should be illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hates dolphins. <laughs> exactly. Dolphins with uh, little cameras on them. <laughs> Flipper. But yeah, and how, you remember how he said that in the testimony? And they asked Mueller about it in his testimony. He's like, we would have no justice system if we didn't have cooperating witnesses. Totally. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, though. We need those flippers. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. for playing. But well, it sucks that he got to interject in something that had nothing really to do with him. Yeah, but it's not done yet, right? It's just he, think, he's like moving to do it. I think it's it. done. I really do. Just by the way that he said it and then in the article it said that it's they're motioning to get it done. I don't well, see. Well, didn't the guy say that these awards, uh, the Navy guy said these awards are given at really low levels so he wasn't yeah. sure why it was happening. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll follow up on, on what f- gets done finally. If yeah. it's, exactly. If what becomes uh, the you know, the finality of it. But. Mm-hmm. It's getting some resistance, yeah, but it seemed like Trump has the authority. Oh, you know, it falls on the uh, the naval chief, Richardson. It falls yeah. on him, but I think Trump said he directed him, so that sounds like mm. Trump thinks he has some kind of authority. Yeah. It's just Trump, though, so who and knows? he does. Yeah. Right, yeah. as commander-in-chief. He does have but... authority to give the order. Yeah. And it's not an unlawful order, so it would have to be followed. Just a petty, petty officer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a petty officer. <laughs> yeah, it's totally petty officer. <laughs> This is him literally being a petty officer. Yep. Uh, all right. It's fascism, I think. Yeah. It's, I don't know about that. It feels like it. Just him d- using this a, for his personal it's a feelings. Dick move. Yeah. That's for sure. Whatever whatever you want to call it, it's he's a dick. Yeah. Um, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, well, thanks for that. Uh, now, <laughs> dictator. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to a Second Circuit ruling, uh, bail is a little more fair. Jordan? Yeah, and specifically, it's probably not good news for Epstein. So on Thursday, a Second Circuit ruling came out that looks like it's setting a precedent that is not going to take lightly to Epstein's request to wait out his sentence in his mansion. Uh, What happened was there's a case, it's a securities case against someone named Gene uh, Bustani, or maybe Jean Bustani. Mm. It's J E A N. Who knows? Uh, but he's he's a negotiator for the Shakir. <laughs> yes, Shakir. Um, he's a negotiator for the Abu Dhabi-based holding company Privinvest. We have a lot of holding companies that we talk about here. We do. Yeah, yeah it's hard to keep <laughs> up. Wealth funds and holding companies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but basically, so he was, he's just a really wealthy criminal and he wanted to await trial in just a very luxurious environment. And <laughs> the court said to interpret the Bail Reform Act as requiring district courts to permit wealthy defendants to employ privately funded armed guards where an otherwise similarly situated defendant without means would be detained would violate this core principle. And that was said by U.S. Circuit Judge Jose uh, Cabranes. And that was an opinion by made by an, a unanimous three-judge panel. He goes on to say, such a two-tiered system would foster inequity and unequal treatment in favor of a very small cohort of criminal defendants who are extremely wealthy. So some justice porn right there, right? Mm-hmm. Where it relates to Epstein, though, is that last part of the quotation <laughs> is part of a, a passage. Uh, it's part of a ruling that relates to the case of a man named Reza Zarab, who was a gold trader who wanted to apparently chill in his high rise in Manhattan while he was waiting to go on trial in like the biggest sanctions busting 
case uh, to Iran, apparently, that's ever been charged in U.S. history. And what happened in that case was um, he was essentially also just denied that. And the person denied that request. And the judge that oversaw that case was U.S. District Judge Richard Berman, who was overseeing Epstein's case. Uh-huh. So basically, there was a court ruling today that says you can't just wait out bail in your luxurious uh, apartments and, and homes. And it, they cited another case that basically determined the same thing. And the person that determined that is also looking over Epstein's case. <laughs> Neat. <Yes>. Small world. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's good news. That's good news coming out of courts today. Um, justice system just got a little more justice-y, I think. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's like I a like movie it. trailer or something. <laughs> justice gets more justice. Yeah. This time it's personal. <laughs> Uh, this Thursday, we learned that the Justice Department declined to prosecute James Comey, despite a referral for potential prosecution from the Inspector General. Nice. The Justice Department said they didn't believe there was evidence to show Comey knew and intended to violate laws on handling classified information. So, um, At the heart of this case were the memos that Comey shared with his friend, Daniel Richmond, who in turn shared that information with the New York Times. We reported on those memos back in 2018. Um, at the time, we knew... Comey had memorialized his interactions with Trump, but we weren't aware that he shared them outside of the FBI until Comey told us during his June 2017 congressional testimony. So that's when we first learned about it. Um, These are uh, the memos that Trump accused Comey of leaking to the press in order to generate a special counsel. And he's been saying that because of the leak, Mueller's appointment is invalid. Mm -hmm. This has been his whole and a lot of, you know, when Manafort was first trying to get all the charges dismissed and everybody was suing Mueller and, you know, filing motions to dismiss the entire Mueller investigation based on uh, the validity of his appointment because it came from a leak, an illegal leak. And so therefore (laughs) he can't, you know, so basically Comey leaked this shit to the press. Yeah. And then was fired. And then, you know, after he was fired and then Mueller was appointed because of Comey's firing but not because of Comey's firing, but because... He snitched. Yeah, because of the leaks to the press. Like, Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not enough, I think, right, of an argument. That's why they didn't win, essentially. Yeah. Probably. It's a stretch. Pretty close. Uh, and beans come true. The judge in the Roger Stone case has denied his motion to dismiss the case. But she will let him see a few unredacted sections of Mueller's report. Hmm. And we talked about this because she has read herself, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, she's read the entire thing. Um, she asked for an unredacted copy of it and, and has seen all the stone, um, reda- what, what's under the redaction bars for stone. Uh, and so we had said, because Roger Stone asked for the entire report and you were worried he was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think he's going to get it. He might get parts of it. And I actually said he might get the parts that pertain to him that he specifically needs unredacted for mm-hmm. his Case. defense. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So yeah. high five, beans come true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, additionally, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, ruled that the Congress did not need to make a criminal referral for the Department of Justice to charge Stone with lying to Congress. And so he lost that motion. And Mueller's appointment never violated anything, basically. Uh, based on the allegations in the indictment, this is what I'm quoting here, which are assumed to be true for the purposes of these motions, it's fair to say Roger Stone has no one but himself to blame <laughs> for the fact that he was investigated by the Department of Justice. Ooh, mm-hmm. I love that. That's yes. cold. <laughs> it's right? Ow. Yes. Judge Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> Badass. She rocks. <clears throat> she is. She does. Uh, I like her. And John Ratcliffe, Trump's pick to replace Dan Coats as the Mm -hmm. director of national intelligence, is already a total liar. (laughs) 
Apparently, in his resume, Ratcliffe claims he prosecuted suspects funding Hamas. Uh, He claims he was a U.S. attorney in the Eastern District of Texas under Bush. He claims he played a major role in arresting 300 immigrants in a case involving chicken farms. And he claims he oversaw terrorism investigations. Uh, In a 2015 news release, Ratcliffe says he convicted people funneling money to Hamas. Uh, He said that he had a special appointment as prosecutor. Uh, He said he put terrorists in prison. Uh, The truth is, he was a gopher in the Hamas case. He got kafefe. He was an interim acting U.S. attorney in Texas under Bush. Mm -hmm. Uh, He arrested zero immigrants in the chicken farm case, and he did not oversee a single terrorism investigation during his time in office. Wow. He really beefed up that resume. (laughs) Yes. uh, He's got a fluffer just for his resume. And uh, (laughs) so all of that is bullshit. Uh, and, and the Senate is concerned. Uh, Republican, Republican Senator and Chair of the Senate Intel Committee, Burr, had warned the White House against Ratcliffe with concerns um, that the, the position would be politicized. Mm-hmm. So Burr is saying, this looks a little political, mm-hmm. pal. Uh, and that's a that's Republican head of the Senate Intel Committee. I hesitate to say he's one of the good ones, but relatively he is. Yeah, He yeah. did run back and leak a bunch of stuff to Trump, though, after the Gang of Eight got briefed. Oh, yeah. The bar's very low. <laughs> I was going to say, all things considered, like, still one of the good guys. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when it's between the worst piece of shit on the planet and the second worst yeah. piece of shit on the planet. Like Nunes yeah. or oh Burr. Yeah. Right. This, the bar is super low. There's the, mm-hmm. the scale is from shit to shit. So <laughs> there it is. Uh, and McConnell has no comment. On this. Mm-hmm. He's refusing to comment because he's such a brave man. He's, it should be his new nickname. No comment McConnell. He's got inside his shell. Dude, NPR has been going in on McConnell the last week. I'm yes. glad. Yeah. Oh, my God. With the Russia ties? He, yeah. And mm-hmm. so they have, I guess, embedded their podcast is doing this deep dive into McConnell. And it's like every day for the last few days, they've been giving airtime to a specific segment. Incredible. And he is such a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he did this thing where he went to unions. His whole thing is winning, right? That's all he's talked about his whole career. He just wants to win just win just win anytime he talks about his record he's like i'm nine and oh i'm nine sounds familiar right yeah Yeah. and so apparently he did this thing when he was running for a senate seat uh i I can't remember who was a state senate seat or i can't remember but one of these public offices he knew that he had to get the union vote so he goes to the union which is historically democratic right and he says that he uh he like promises to them that he'll retain some rights for them if he gets elected and they support him he gets elected goes back on his word and they're like hey what the fuck and he's like no what i said was if we pass something that upholds that that like gives those rights i'll support that oh my god yeah Uh spin job (laughs) yeah spin job (laughs) for sure Mm -hmm. for sure Oh, yeah, he's a butthole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was collective bargaining was the issue. Oh, God. Yeah. And he has the face of like a jigsaw man, so it's like crazy that he's so <laughs> confident. Like all his actions are so bold, but he looks like someone that... A jigsaw shouldn't... man? You know, like the jigsaw mask, it's like shiny and like the face is cheeky. I think oh, of... Yeah, the little... The on the tricycle. Yeah, the saw. Oh, jigsaw. The, yeah, saw, the movie. Oh. oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> jigsaw face shaming. We're so shaming. There we go. It's very narrow Specific shaming. But I appreciate it. Turtle check. dick yeah. shaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Uh, I want to talk a little bit before we uh, get out of here. I wanted to talk about the debates last night. Um, I really was disillusioned and uh, after watching the first debate, the way CNN handled it, 
I really, I really hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the questions. I didn't like the way they were formulating them. I didn't like the way they were trying to pit candidates against each other. And a lot of the candidates called it out, too, on mm-hmm. stage. Yeah. I know Yang called it out mm-hmm. a lot. All of them. Cory Booker was like, don't forget Trump is watching this and we're doing his job for him by mm-hmm. attacking each other. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think CNN had a lot to do with that. And it, it really it bummed me out. I was like, damn it, you guys. They wouldn't let him finish their comments. They would cut him off and then do it right when it was like a controversial thing. So the next person could respond. He just kept the bickering going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They let. They let the fights go on, mm-hmm. but they cut people short on important topics to keep the fights rolling. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really not a fan of Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> oh, me neither. Not from her like anti-Mueller, anti-Russia like Russia investigation video. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the first thing that turned me off. Totally. Me too. Yeah. She stands by it. So. And then she was talking. She backs Col- Assad. A talking. <laughs> or she's like soft on Assad or something. Mm-hmm. Y- and she, yeah. And she was attacking Kamala last night. Right. I saying, saw that. Yeah. She came with the sneak attack. Yeah. yeah. Like, like attacking her for her record as a prosecutor totally but she then, got cheers for it though too she, she did because it's like it's not like it's a bad point or anything no. but she was so anti-lgbt for the first parts of her career oh. she had she's already had to explain away that part of her history how do you explain so, it away? what does she even say like just i, I learned i was a dick and then i learned i learned that that was bad that's um, tough. Yeah, was, and I bet Republicans love her, right? Oh yeah, her and I like Marianne a lot more now than I did before. But I think Republicans also like her. Did you I get think... a chance to to read up on Marianne? Oh, the AIDS thing? No, I didn't read it. You yet. really should. I've research. been telling people before about you, it without... before you throw any support behind her. You really Very should. Good. Yeah, I, what I want to say is I like her almost as a human being, but at the same time, she's a human with really bad ideas. So <laughs> it's hard to separate, you know. But uh, yeah, I've heard bad. You want to hug puncher? Yeah, exactly. Her vibes make me want to like her, but then when she gets into the details of what she believes, I'm like, Whoa. right. And that's why we got to be we got to be careful of her because mm-hmm. she's so like, I gotta, I'm gonna love you. I just love you. Yeah. Her I voice. Love ya. Yeah, I like her voice so much. And, uh, it really tricks me. I think it's similar <laughs> to why like religion and politics should be separate as well. Mm-hmm. She's just spiritual and yoga, and politics and religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. separate and it all. <laughs> yeah, she's really big on that. Yeah, like these things should not really be uh, publicly, <laughs> at least publicly disclosed as your reasons for certain policies as your campaign pain argument yeah yeah yeah. it's a bit because as spiritual as i am myself it's like i'm not gonna sit there and be like yeah i think i was selected to come here and preach to everybody the good word and it's like okay well now that's just annoying no one wants to hear you say that (laughs) right (laughs) would jesus run for president you know like would he be like i am here to save you all no he would just do it i think he would just find ways to do it without the spotlight (laughs) he'd be like fuck a president dude this is my office yeah yeah. i'm fucking jesus (laughs) you just walk through walls jesus Jesus 2020 That's great. 2020. That's his his campaign slogan. I'm fucking Jesus. 2020. I hope that's what the second coming is all about. He's like, wait, wait, wait. We need to fix this. (laughs) And he's just like, I'm fucking Jesus. And he just comes back. That'd be so great. Oh, that'd be the day. Yeah. Hmm. We have a God podcast. We need a Jesus podcast really to supplement that. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Ghost, of The course. Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah we need the, the Trinity. Network. Yeah. <laughs> the Trinity. Yeah, this debate, I don't know, you guys. I thought uh, Harris was going to win. I can't say with certainty that she did. Uh, I thought she actually 
looked she got bad. More. Okay, I will say that people did go for her, but she holds her own, especially with the moderators when they try to cut her off. She never let them, and a lot of them, like Bernie, they also kind of go over their time to make their points. And I think that she did that well too. Like she wasn't going to let people stop her from getting her ideas out. Yeah, but, but she, she was attacked. But yeah. she took the bait too, though. Sure. And I wish that she wouldn't have. She started to get. It seemed to start to get. Like she was just all being defensive, like most of the night. And I wish she would have just been like, "It's not true," and here and move on to another, yeah. another thing instead of attacking back. Or but she, I don't. She know. could be Trump with that, like you know, strategy. I think when it comes to holding your own, Biden dropped the ball. I thought in terms of he he really would shut up really quickly when people it would was tell weird, him right? his time was up. As soon he as would... his time was up, he's like, "Yeah," and then. I, uh, and you would think that's like, you know, <laughs> respectful, like, but at the same time as a presidential candidate going against Trump, Trump is not going to respect the time yeah. and people are just going to cheer when they feel like, you know, people are getting their points across and Biden just shuts down immediately. Yeah. A, a lot of people would say, you know, these are Dems debating Dems. It's not de- Dems debating Trump. Sure. Um, I get that. And I don't know. I didn't I didn't I didn't think Harris did that great. I That's wish fair. I could say compared that. to the first one, I st- I think she still held her own, considering that everyone was trying to attack her. But yeah, I think I think she's still got a shot. Personally, she did have as much of a target on her back as Biden did. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, because she was such a clear winner, winner in, in the, the first, first one. one. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Out of this group, though, um, I-, I thought Castro was great. I yes. thought Yang was really good. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I-, I don't think he'll make it very far, but I thought he was great. Yeah, I wonder how far he will make it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I got to say, I think the winner, the winner. Both the whole shebang is Warren. Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah. yeah. And, Who do you and, think? So, sorry, I was just gonna say Bernie was great too. But what were you gonna say? Who's the winner of the second one? Do you think? Oh, mm. oh, I meant of all. I know. Yeah, oh, but of the, the, the second one, the second one, Castro, because <laughs> yeah. he had the most like just hitting home moments where he finished his points, he held his own, he didn't like bicker too much, and yeah, I felt good vibes after his performance. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a calm and collected dude. Yeah, I agree. And his immigration stance is solid. He pretty much called out anyone that was, like, you know, thinking that asylum shouldn't be something that's legal or just the idea. Right, and that that whole law, that whole, I can't remember, it was 13, 16, 16, 32, some provision of the law that makes it illegal for asylum seekers. It's what what Trump is using to justify separating children Mm -hmm. from their families, and Mm -hmm. he's he's calling it sanctions, government-sanctioned kidnapping. Yeah. And he wants to repeal that bit of the bill, and he always brings that up, especially against Beto, who doesn't. Exactly, and Beto's on the border, so it's like, dude, why won't you even stick up for your constituents? But that's a good question. And then Biden, he insulted people that do math in New York. That was so funny. He was like, I don't know what kind of math you do in New York. And it's like, dude, all of New York is watching. Why are you shitting on New York mathematicians? We do do New York math. It's the same Same everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's not like metric versus American. Although our minute is faster. Oh, my God. That's so right. The New York minute is faster. Yeah. And then... um, Cory Booker said the Kool-Aid line. He was good. Oh, that you know what? So I almost want to say between him and Castro, Booker had a really good night too. I like yeah. Booker a lot. I like, I like mm-hmm. Booker's night. Yeah. And he called it out too a lot. He was like, You guys are asking dog whistle questions. Uh, we need to focus on beating Trump. Totally. We need to stop arguing with each other. We need to quit taking this bait. Like he was really good yeah, about that. He was very absolutely. strong about it. Him yeah. and Yang were both really good. About I think that. Booker could be a dark horse because he doesn't have as much hype as some of the other candidates, Which but he's be good. solid at pretty much every showing he has. He won't burn out. I think yeah. Castro is better than him, though, in the debates. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I think Castro does a better job. Yeah, but he's Making not as last. he doesn't have the name recognition. I don't yeah. Think. What about Joe three zero three three zero? Do you remember that? 
at the end of the <laughs> it was so noteworthy it was joe joe yeah, biden like, trying to plug joe he didn't even joe. say text he <laughs> meant to say text joe three zero something but he said <laughs> just click yeah. on joe three oh yeah like it was a website so now i think it's a real website i think someone took it and they made it into one because oh. they're just making fun of how it's an ageism thing but at the same time he stepped right into it it's oh. like come on they're all plugging their campaigns like just <laughs> He doesn't understand texting, I guess. I don't know. Someone took a screenshot of it. They did it, and they just sent back a message being like, are you, to, that so many people are supporting us after the debate. Are you one of those? So click here to support us. Oh, like that's the text thing? Yeah. Yeah, but like the a... way he said it, it was just so sad yeah. to watch. I was like, damn, <laughs> yeah. our president needs to be able to do tech things, <laughs> like understand basic technology. And that was a tough one for me to <laughs> swallow. Yeah. yeah, but I like Joe. I just thought that he really showed his... Um, his age, I guess. Yeah. Biden said, go easy on me, kid. He did. Yeah. He yeah. called, he called uh, Kamala kid. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... that's a bad look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's it's Joe. That's why we call him Uncle Joe. Yeah. Yeah. He's gaff. He should be Grandpa Joe now, though. He's gaff man. That's who he is. He should have a cape with a G on it. Because totally. he always does this. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, I think. <laughs> I, out of state. Sorry, no, I was going to say, someone of his age totally could run the, the country. I think Bernie is just much more in tune, even though they're similar in age. It's like he gets, that you know, how these things work. And mm-hmm. Biden seems to not be as in touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, I think there. Uh, I, I know Biden was pretty upset that people kept attacking the Obama administration. Yeah, but but he can like Booker said he conveniently you know claims that he was a part of it and he helped Obama do all these great policies. But then he was when cherry it's picking exactly mm-hmm. immigration, he backs away from. He said, "Oh, it was Obama's choice. I just let him do what he." Oh, he also said basically. Um, I forgot who he was talking to, but he said, "I'm not going to tell you what I told Obama about immigration." Basically, saying that you would be a snitch and I'm not a snitch. Like it was a weird. Like, did you catch that? He was <laughs> no. he was telling this guy. <laughs> One of the other white candidates, he was just like, you might be someone that tells the public what you talk about with your president, but I wouldn't do that. He was dodging the immigration question or his stance on it by saying There were protesters in the audience, too. Yeah. I saw Three that. million deported. Mm-hmm. Three million deported. Yeah. Like, yelling. They interrupted Cory Booker's um, opening statement, I think, and he was pretty respectful i thought that was good yeah no yeah, yeah. yeah nobody really yelled at anybody exactly yeah biden seemed like he was annoyed when they were protesting during his comments he seemed like he could still hear i think it was just him. thrown off like, that's fair do i talk now what do i do <laughs> yeah what's that sound, what's that sound? <laughs> get off my lawn no. exactly that's the vibe i get he's not even trying to make it seem like that but that's just how it feels that's the vibe Is yeah that the vibe biden seems much more pretentious than i thought before he started campaigning like as Obama's VP, I was like, I love this guy, and He's as the quiet. main dude, yeah, exactly. As the now main, he has I'm to like, talk. It's, it's not. Tough. A, it's it's hard for Biden. Biden's always been this way. He's always been. Well, like yeah, this. I believe that. I just didn't 100%. know. He, yeah. He's a great politician in a lot of ways well, because he hasn't had to run for himself or mm-hmm. do much for the last. It's important to be since that 2008. kind of speaker yeah. since before 2008. Yeah. He got pretty so. close to getting the nomination in 2008. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my dad was like gunning for him super hard. I remember that. And then when he, yeah, when Obama and... came out the woodwork. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and then when under him, my dad was like, "Sweet." I get that it's but Biden's people, time. Yeah, I guess my point is, yeah, he's, he's done Hillary, this before. Yeah, and, and yeah. I just still think that instead of it being someone's time, I think it's just about who is best right now for the craziness that we're facing. I'd like to see Warren, a Warren Buddha judge. Yes, or Warren Bernie. Honestly, I think Warren Bernie. Beto, Warren Sanders. Yeah. Uh, Beto's not my favorite, but he would be a really good. VP pick because he could bring Texas. Yeah, and he he's could, kind of he docile in a good way. Flip Texas. <laughs> he really is. He's a quiet. He's, he's like very a, chill. He's like a John Kerry. He's like a Joe Biden. Like just be back there and don't talk. And he cares. You can tell he cares, but he's not over the top about it. Roll up your sleeves. So cute. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's adorable. 
I don't mean to treat men like that. I yes, was going to say, I like to subjectify <laughs> yeah. men. Yeah. You know, Stand sleeves. back there. Take your shirt off. Philippe sleeves in the way. Yeah. Beto, Beto. Hey. Shirt off. Can you do re- reverse <laughs> misogyny? I don't know. It's like reverse racism. It's Misandry, hard. It's oh, called. They made a mm, word for I'm it. I'm surprised they don't tweet that more. Because mm. it's <laughs> bullshit. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> It's just being a man hater. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, okay. Yeah. Miss Andre. I guess they exist. Should be called Miss Mandry. Ooh. <laughs> That'd make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. <Latin>. Man Asshole. <laughs> Dream. That That's word. what I call it. <laughs> Take your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh God. we actually had a waiter when I was. <laughs> When I was young, we had a waiter. We nicknamed him "Take Off Your Pants." That was what we called him because he was oh, so hot. Wow. <laughs> That's perfectly yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. Definitely, <laughs> totally objectifying men. Yeah, but when it comes to taking off your shirt, it's like legally they can. So I think it's hard for That's us true. to be. We're that like, y'all have the filet mignon, medium rare. Take off your pants. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> pants are different, but yeah, it must have been hot. <laughs> the power structures in society are different, but it's yeah. more or less the same amount of rest. Do you have an apron on, or just like you know, just yeah. the Okay, so yeah, take off your pants, but keep the apron on. Ooh. Yeah. And then, and then turn around. <laughs> and then turn around, yeah. Party in the back. Party. Oh Business God. in the front. Yeah. Party in the back. Oh, my God. I'm not advocating what I'm about to say right now, but... <laughs> but it has to be said. If more women did that kind of shit to men, maybe they'd have a better understanding of how gross it feels. Yeah, to like let's catcall guys. Constantly be doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, but like seriously, and, let this and then be follow a lesson, through, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's totally why we if did you this feel today. Weird that's inside, the only reason we good. did. Yes, yes. Seriously, Just to show you what we're what it's like. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point of that. Love it. Pants. Uh. All right, guys. Any final thoughts? <laughs> no, I'm just excited for more debate stuff. When's the next one? Do you know how many more weeks? September. Next month? Is okay. It September. Yeah. Yeah. Only seven people have made it so far. The threshold. So. Yeah, it's a higher threshold. I yeah. think it's double. I think it's double what the thresholds were for this debate. I, I'd have to look that up. Don't mm-hmm. take my word for it. But I think it's double. Uh, and yeah, only seven people. Um, and that's I think, of all of them. I right? think that's enough. I actually yeah, think that's that plenty. <laughs> I would prefer a total of eight people split into two nights. There you go. Four people it's each It's about night. time. We've heard enough. <laughs> we have. Let's narrow it down. Yeah. yeah. It, it, just having 10, 8, 10 people up there is just, an un, it's untenable yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like split it up to get uh, like three or four people on stage, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe five. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was uh, on The Daily Show, Roy Wood Jr. was saying, the last time I saw so many people on one stage was when La La Land and Moon, or was it in Moonlight <laughs> were fighting over the Oscar. Oh, we're fighting so over the Oscar. <laughs> Oh, and they called the wrong one. That's exactly. Right. That's right. That was crazy. That That's was amazing. fun. That was yeah. hilarious. Uh, and we're like, Land was night one. Oh, yeah. So many memes yeah. came out of that. And then, like, Black Lives Matter was really mad. Yeah, it was, so it was, all, oh, it was all orchestrated by I'm Not Shyamalan. Definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, if you have any corrections, go to our website. I think it's thedailybeanspod.com. And it is the dual website for Muller She Wrote and The Daily Beans. And there you can go to contact. And then there's actually a, a drop-down menu for corrections. And you can send us any corrections that you have. And we'll read those out. If you want to remain anonymous, 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 <laughs> you want to be anonymous with the oranges of your comment, let us know. So that way we won't give you a shout-out. And uh, we'll make sure to not say your name. Otherwise, you might hear it. Yeah, yeah. I got to say. Some people like shout-outs. Yeah. Some people don't. <laughs> yeah 
Any final thoughts, or did I already ask you for that? You did, but yeah. I'm good. No final, final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> One more time. My very last thought ever. Any final thoughts. shouldn't th- jinx it. <laughs> it's your Famous f- last words. Your very final thought. Yeah. I, no, I don't need that quite yet. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>